Welcome to the Chrissy Crash Podcast. I'm Chrissy Crash, a former smoker, drinker, fast food eater, unhappy bartender, transformed into a roller derby athlete, runner, and fitness coach. Each week, I'll bring you an insightful guest or lesson learned from my own perfectly imperfect life to help you uncover how to create more love, light, joy, and health in your everyday experience despite the chaos and challenges. I believe that life is a contact sport. Let the games begin. This episode of the Chrissy Crash Podcast is brought to you by A Crash Course in Transformation. If you want to get fitter, faster, stronger, leaner, happier, more organized, and just have a super badass life, then a crash course in transformation is for you. Through customized workouts, nutrition education, one-on-one coaching, and a badass community, we help you create the life that you love and get on the path to sustainable living in just 12 weeks. Click the link in the show notes to join us or go to chrissycrash.com. Well, my friends, flights are officially booked. There have been a lot of ups and downs and figuring out logistics since I decided in February to sell everything I own and take my dog brisket and go travel around the world. First things first, I had to figure out how to get brisket on a flight to Europe that was under eight hours. So fun fact, you can actually fly to Amsterdam from JFK for seven and a half hours which allows you to bring your pet on as an emotional support animal to stay out of his crate and sleep under the seat in front of you. We had originally booked our flight for Jordan and then realized that this 35-hour trek was on an airline that didn't like dogs and was going to be a really bad idea. So after doing some more homework, I found out about the Amsterdam thing from some pet travel pros on a group on Facebook. It looks pretty simple and straightforward paperwork-wise, I mean, all brisket really needs is a microchip, proof of rabies vaccines, paperwork from Europe called an Amex something or other. Uh, And once we get to Amsterdam, we're going to spend four days there in which we'll actually get brisket all settled in with his European puppy passport. Oh my God, so cute. And we'll pick him up a travel crate for our final quick flight from Amsterdam to Cyprus on August 19th, where we'll spend the next month. There have been a lot of ups and downs with this. And honestly, along the way, I started losing faith. And at one point, I really thought maybe I should just give up. But where there's a will, there's a way. And you just have to start asking yourself better questions. So I went from can I do this to how can I do this? And I really committed to figuring out that there had to be a way to get my dog over to Europe without having to ship him underneath an airplane. And we figured it out. Now, the tricky part for me personally has been really just feeling displaced by the fact that I have to be out of my apartment on July 11th, but I'm not actually leaving until August 6th when we head to Vegas for a Tony Robbins Business Mastery event, followed by my flight to Amsterdam via New York right after the event on the 12th. There's been this whole idea of having nowhere to really land for a whole month that's been making me literally almost want to throw up. Like every single day want to throw up. It's this idea of like couch surfing or floating around. It just feels so unsettling to me. So 
I've decided I'm heading home for a week to spend some time with my family for and celebrate my brother's 40th birthday. Happy birthday, bro. And from there, I'll head out to Denver, Colorado to spend some time with my bestie uh, and obviously get in some dog shenanigans. We'll also be recording a few Chrissy Crash podcast interviews. Bee's working on hooking me up with a couple of awesome athletes out there um, that will bring you some really great awesomeness with. And I'm also working on some new roller derby interviews for you guys as well. So Seattle and Denver are all well and good, but this is the part where I keep getting stuck. What do I do with the rest of the time? Should I rent a car and and drive 12 hours to the Grand Canyon? I hate driving, so this sounded like a terrible idea. I thought, you know, I'd really like to see the Grand Canyon, but cramming my pup in a hot car, slogging all the way over there, figuring out how to get back, just not on my plate. And it's funny because I was sitting in bed the other night debating all of this, and I just felt completely displaced. All of a sudden, while I'm lying in my own bed, in my own home, I felt completely alone and homesick for the bed that I was currently sitting in. How can I be homesick when I'm just sitting in my own home? It really just goes to show you how much of the human experience is created in our head. The feelings that I was feeling in that moment were about something way in the future that doesn't even exist. It's unbelievable how visceral those feelings we can create can have us feel terror and panic and stress. Now imagine if we just used those same feelings to feel love and joy and victory. I mean, I could have been spending those same hours sitting in my bed, thinking about how wonderful the trip would be, how everything was going to work out smoothly, and yet my brain went to fear. And that's normal. Our amygdala, this little lizard prehistoric part of our brain is there to help protect us from danger. But in the world that we live in today, sometimes it can be a little overactive and cause us to have these crazy, panicky, forward thinking thoughts. So if you catch yourself there in the midst of fabricating something that doesn't exist and honestly probably never will, and you're feeling pretty shitty about it, it's time to tell your amygdala to take a break. So All in all, I went to bed that night in a really funny place, feeling a little bit scared and nervous and homesick for the home I was currently falling asleep in. And it didn't help that Brisket had decided to go downstairs for some reason and sleep down there. I mean, could I feel more alone in the moment? So I just decided to let myself sleep it off and to just feel it. Sometimes when we're overwhelmed with fear or overwhelmed with uncomfortable feelings, the first place we go is wanting to push those feelings away, wanting to hide them. And usually that comes in the form of some sort of numbing from alcohol, TV, food, so we don't have to feel the feelings. But what I've been working on personally lately is avoiding all those numbing behaviors and just allowing myself to be in the feeling for the moment and knowing that with time it's gonna pass. So I decided to just let myself feel it, to sleep on it, and to have faith that the clarity would come. I knew I just needed to ask better questions. So as I fell asleep, I asked myself, where would I absolutely love to be for those two weeks between leaving Denver and leaving the country? And I woke up the next morning with the answer, here. Here in Southern California, I love SoCal summers. I wait all year 
for the summer here. So why was I sentencing myself to have to leave California and not come back? So I decided that I'll come back to California for those two weeks and stay at a hotel here in Huntington Beach. I'll hang on to my car until then and sell it right before we leave for Las Vegas for Tony Robbins. And that way I can spend an additional two weeks enjoying my favorite part of the year here in one of my favorite places on the planet. And I've been asking a lot of digital nomads and expats for advice on how to mentally handle this sort of undertaking because you guys, it's a lot. It is a lot to unleash yourself onto the infinite possibilities of the world. And many times I have almost pulled myself back like you would pull your hand away from a hot stove. But I'm committed. My lease is up in a couple days. I've got someone taking over my apartment. At this point, there's no going back. So I've been asking these veteran travels, how do they gracefully travel the world and have these adventures in this this world that seems so vast and limitless. And the whole thing just to me feels like it borderlines on terrifying. And I got one of the greatest answers ever from one of the guys in a Facebook group that I'm in for Digital Nomads. Here's what he said. He said, I've been on the road for three years now. And I think that the key is balance. Slow down if you feel like you're going too fast and move on if you feel like you're going too slow. You definitely need much less than you think, but don't sweat it. You'll figure out what works for you as you go. You'll donate the things you don't need, and you'll pick up what you thought you could live without. Try to engage in the community, fellow travelers, and locals. Don't forget to live your life, and it's okay to have quiet days too. Now, I haven't left yet, and I feel like my heart and spirit has grown so much in even just the preparations for this journey. They say when you commit to something big, your transformation starts in the moment that you commit. And I'm feeling that. I'm learning about what it feels like to dance on the line of the unknown and fall back on the need for security. I mean, even just figuring out what this month of floating around the US will look like, I've begun asking myself, do I feel like I'm going too fast or too slow? Will I want to move on or do I need to stay put for a few? And that's why I've decided to spend my last two weeks in California. I'm learning how to do what feels good. I'm learning how to listen to my intuition and my gut. If something feels wrong, I'm not going in that direction. You know, this rabbit hole, you guys, it is deep and I am jumping into it feet freaking first. So here we go. And even though you're not traveling around the world, perhaps, I invite you to consider that there's a lot of lessons in this for you. Where can you speed up because you feel like you're going too slow? Where can you slow down because you feel like you're going too fast? Where are you holding on to the things that you maybe don't really need? And Where are you creating in your mind parameters and rules and limitations on what's possible for you? Because so much of the human experience, whether it's fear or guilt or uncertainty, is not created from our situation. It's created from the story that we tell ourselves about it. So as I jump feet first into this crazy vast rabbit hole called traveling the world, I invite you to jump feet first into your life. Take it on like an adventure. Take it on like it's brand new. 
wake up tomorrow morning and start living the life that you love inside of the life that you have right now. If you love today's episode, take a screenshot right now and share the Chrissy Crash podcast on Facebook, Instagram, or wherever you share what you love with the people you love. Because remember, life is a contact sport. She who touches the most lives wins.